again for tuning in to the Catch the Sky podcast. This is your host, Sweet Tea. I am particularly excited for this week's episode because we have our third guest live in studio. We will be discussing a variety of things from sports card investing to some of the most memorable sports performances while injured. We will also discuss our Mount Rushmore of NBA players. And we shine a light on the harsh reality of the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, as there is going to be a new iteration directed by Seth Rogen. And after that, we'll hit on some of our favorite new music. So in this week's episode, we got James Thigpen here, sports card collector slash investor, music producer. Songwriter. Songwriter as well. There we go. A couple things in there. Okay, nice, nice. We'll just keep adding more. Well, yeah. Youth football coach. That's true. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Nonprofit that. executive director. There we go. There we are. That's awesome. Yeah, man, good stuff. So you recently told me about a stimulus sports card flip. You want to elaborate more on that? I do. No, I was talking about how people... When they got their stimulus check back in, what was it, end of March, beginning of April, something like that? Around there. You know, instead of going out and buying Jordans or a new flat screen TV that they didn't need or a PS4 or some shit like that, they could have invested in some sports cards, man, and made a couple made a couple dollars. Even if, they, even if they're rookies, you know, even if they don't really know the, the sports card investing, if they're new to the hobby, they could have made a couple bucks, man. Yeah. Yeah. So I have this thing that I'm doing with my my whole sports card thing, Crispy Cards on Facebook, if you want to check it out. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, to where you can take twelve hundred bucks and invest it into some sports cards and make a hell of a profit. So I'll give you an example. So a person could have purchased back in April a uh, a PSA gem mint ten Kobe Bryant rookie card for like 500 bucks. So if you got $1,200 from the stimulus package, you could have spent $1,000 on two Kobe Bryant gem mint tens for 500 bucks. And then you could have used that 200 and you probably could have got a the same card, but a mint nine for like 200 bucks. So there's your $1,200. Now, you didn't get a new pair of Jordans. You didn't get a new flat screen TV. You don't have money to go trick off at the bar. We were in quarantine, so you didn't have nowhere to go anyway. But a person could could have invested that twelve hundred bucks in just those three cards, and do you know what those cards are worth now today? So a gem mint ten Kobe Bryant today, one of them sold on eBay for seventy one hundred dollars. So if you bought two of them at five hundred bucks, you're looking at fourteen hundred dollars for fourteen thousand two hundred dollars that you would made if you would have made that investment back in April. If you cashed out today on that Kobe Bryant nine, I was telling you about that you paid yeah, two hundred bucks yeah. for. That's probably about fifteen hundred now. How much? Now today, for the for the yeah. nine, the nine you'd probably get fifteen hundred now, fifteen hundred to two thousand now, and you paid what two hundred for it then. So, and that's back in April. So April, May, June, July, yeah. it's August, and it's not even done yet, man. Kobe Bryant, they haven't they postponed the Hall of Fame until what, March or May, something like that. I saw you. S- you said something about that when I just thought so that when it, he went so when he goes in it's going to go up it's going to go up but I I I, th- I always thought that Kobe Bryant cards were undervalued anyways 
you know, you could have bought, people could have bought raw Kobe rookie cards back in March or back in April when the stimulus package dropped for 25, 50 bucks, 75 bucks for a Kobe Bryant rookie, you know, and then it just started going up. Now they're, they're uh, a raw one. Now they're going for 500. So, mm -hmm. um, I'll give you another example. Who's the new guy? Luca Doncic. Yep. So back when he was a rookie, when he first came out, before he started balling out, you could have got his rookie cards for 15, 20, no more than 25 bucks on eBay. Right. They're going for $155 now. So imagine if you took $1,200 times $25 a card, you'd get 80 cards, right? That's over $12,000, man. Now, today, that's 12 grand you'd have made. There's a guy who actually did that. He, he got interviewed by Gary V. Cause you know Gary v, Gary uh, Vandercheck, he's real big on the whole sport, sports card. Oh, you don't know who Gary V is, bro? I do not. Wow. You're opening my whole world, dude, to all of this. Dude, you got to check out Gary Vandercheck, bro. Gary V is the man, man. He's yeah. He's gonna educate me. He's <laughs> on a lot of things. So I have a friend that is into sports card collecting. Yeah, but I don't know if he. I don't. I'm I'm an investor. Cause I don't collect shit, bro. Really. Yeah. See, he collects stuff more. See, I, so I feel I only like got it, a, I only got a couple cards that I that I hold on to that I, I keep. Feel like his approach is totally different. Okay. What's his approach? I well, I don't know. I've only had a couple different times when I was exposed to you know that side of uh, his hobby. There's no. And so he, I know he would get. He had several jersey cards and things like that, and he was getting more. I guess now that I think about it, you know, he was spending somewhere between 20, 30, 40 dollars on these cards and at the time I'm thinking like and then not just the jersey cards, but rookie cards and stuff like that and at the time I'm thinking like that's a lot of money, but they were more football cards. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what the market is like for football cards. Um I'd imagine it have to I mean, be well, different. Back, let's back up. There's no I, I, well there's a wrong way. I, I wouldn't say there's no right or wrong way, but yeah, you don't want to get ripped off. Yeah. Right. Depending on what your approach is with the whole sports card investing, I, I, everybody does it differently. Everyone has something that works for them. Yeah. Luckily for me, I hopped in on Kobe before his prices went up. Mm -hmm. You know, another thing I, I think is smart is hopping in on Kobe's cheaper rookie cards right now, the ones that are that are within range to grab, whether it's a PSA 8 or 9 or 10 for a couple hundred bucks because what's going to happen is once his tops – rookie his main rookie card once that one continues to keep going up i think it's going to go past 10 grand his 10 it's going to go past 10 grand it has to it's kobe bryant once he goes to the hall it's going to be out of the reach of normal everyday working class people and they ain't going to be able to spend 10 grand on a card so what's it going to do is it's going to cause his other rookies to go up so if you get in on those right now i'd get in on kevin garnett right now his cards have went up like 300 bucks over the last five weeks same with tim duncan his cards went up about 200 bucks over the last five weeks now is uh, that because they're that, well? They're, they're all three of those guys are going to the hall. Is that are they going in next year? They're going in. They were supposed to go in August 29th. Okay, that's why I was asking. They're yeah, going, August they're going 29th, in. but they postponed it. So, you know, there's a lot of ways to do it. Um, as far as those jersey cards and like football, football is a big sport. I would say football's the most popular American sport. However, when it comes to sports cards, basketball is the ruler right now, bro. But do you know that there's boxes of basketball cards that go for a thousand dollars, like hobby? Boxes? I can believe it, I th dude. I think it is 
somewhat representative of how one player can dominate in basketball as opposed to, you know, football and those other sports. So thus rising their popularity in there. There's a better word than is eluding me at the moment. That's okay. But their their stardom. I mean, individual players power. can shine in football too, though. Yeah. I mean, it's not like they're 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 driving to the hoop and scoring two points. But are they? But are they a, the global phenomenon that a LeBron is, a Kevin Durant is? Who is? Uh, I mean, basketball. Stephon Marbury. But <laughs> basketball is more global. But listen, but think about it this way: basketball is more global than than football is. Americanized football. I'm not talking about soccer. Think about this. Um, uh, we were just talking about this off air. We were talking about uh, the Jordan documentary. Yes. And David Stern, the former guy who ran the NBA, said yes. that um, before Jordan, before 1990, uh, the NBA was in 80 countries, and after Jordan, they're in 210, 215 countries. Mm -hmm. um, so he was basically giving praise to Michael Jordan for basically taking that sport and taking it to the next level, you know? Yeah. And making it global, you yeah. know? And and, and you got to think, this is before Twitter. This is before Instagram. Oh, absolutely. This is, I mean, Michael Jordan was, I mean, you, you'd have he to turn huge. on your TV. Yeah, there was no, he couldn't self-promote himself on Twitter. Right. And say, hey, I had a rough game. We're going to go get him tomorrow. You right. know what I mean? Or something. He couldn't do that. Correct. I agree with you. And I think it kind of goes to what I'm saying, though. It's easier for Jordan to shine when there's only four other guys I on his team. Than football, yeah, no, that makes sense. I agree with you. Yeah, it is. I mean, guys can shine. Look at Lamar. But, Look at Patrick Mahomes. Yes. I mean, those guys are shining. Those are big guys. But, but it Tom has, Brady. It has to do with the global nature of the sport as well. Football yeah. is just kind of stuck here. You yeah. know, I'm just the Canadian Football League or whatever. But yeah. basketball is played in every well, NFL, country. They're trying. They're trying. They're trying to. Oh, expand they're trying. It. Yeah. This virus certainly isn't helping things. <laughs> That's another podcast. Right. That's another episode. Excuse me. Yeah, for sure. Do you think the NFL has what it takes to become a global brand, though? Like the NBA? No. No, I don't. Not like the NBA. Nah. Because it's NBA is more individualized. Even though it's a team sport, it's more individualized. Yeah. Um, I think NFL is a team sport. Mm -hmm. um, there's big players, Lamar, Patrick. Everyone's It's a quarterbacks. No one on defense gets love. I feel like it's too complicated for it to be international. Yeah, I think basketball is an easier sport to follow. You know, the guy dribbling, he's just going to go to the hoop and put it in there. Same uh, with soccer. Same with soccer. Same with hockey. Yeah. They're, I mean, they're all internet, obviously. Yeah. It all, it, all of them are international. Mm. Football's just, I think, harder to follow the rules. It's the same reason we don't know, like, what the fuck's going on in cricket. True. <laughs> True. <laughs> you know, True. it's big where it's at, but. Cricket's dope just because Casey Jones from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from the movie from 89 you used to carry one of those as a weapon what, what are those called oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. he had he, one of those things yeah I he remember had a hockey scene. stick too he did but i remember the scene he had a lot of shit the scene but from that the, thing 
Remember that movie from 89, though? Maybe it was 88. Well, I'm glad that you brought this up. Yeah. Because here's a quick little side note from that. Yeah. Speaking of Casey Jones specifically. Yeah. You remember what he did at the end of that movie? Splinter is holding Shredder. And he's holding him, like, off the side, you know, of the building. Yeah. And he lets go. Or whatever happens, you know, Splitter the nunchucks. Did. Yeah, the nun... He, yeah. And he gets crushed in that thing. He falls into the back of the garbage truck. But in order to get crushed, somebody has to initiate the crushing. Correct? Correct. Like someone in the garbage truck. Or Casey Jones just walking up to the lever. Oh, and, and he hit the button. And yeah. he goes, oops. Yeah. Yeah, he just murders him. He does. I mean, at the time, having seen the sequel, obviously, we know he survives. But yeah. at the time, we were convinced that Casey Jones just smashed a man with a garbage <laughs> truck for, for a movie. He did. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He did. Like, we just let that slide. That like well, We did. That he murdered a man, yeah, on, that film, he, on camera. Yeah, that he yeah. just smashed a man in a garbage truck yeah. in a PG movie. It was PG. <laughs> just but when he but my what I was saying is is the part earlier in the movie when Rafa is walking around the city with a trench coat and a hat. Yes. And uh and Casey him and Casey Jones go at it and he's like uh he pulls something and he goes, Cricket. Mm-hmm. And uh I don't know. It's it's I gotta go back and watch that movie. Yeah. That's a good I love older eighties, like th- that year. Yeah. 89, 90, 91, those are good. They're supposed to be Seth Rogen, I believe, is supposed to be doing a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Really? Yeah. Cartoon? I believe it's going to be animated. Uh, I think. I'm disappointed about. Well, what happened to the wait? What happened to the whole Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles franchise that they just relaunched? I don't the, know. The movies didn't do well. I don't know. I don't know if any of them have. And I think what he had to have. What he said, well, I th- obviously they've had some success and there's like a show on Nickelodeon or some shit as well. But what Seth Rogen is aiming for in his rendition, I just saw an interview where he's commented on focusing on the teenage aspect mm-hmm. of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. And when he said that, it kind of captivated me because... I think that's what gave those original movies a lot of their success. In addition to them being shot in real life using real people and, yeah. the, and the costumes and everything, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. cool. That yeah. that definitely is cool. And I think that that transcends that movie franchise because we see that in things like Star Wars where the prequels – they used a lot of CGI and it really wasn't all that well received. But in the older films and in the newer ones, they used a lot more real props mm-hmm. and, and costumes. It, and it looks, it just looks so much better. Yeah. But in those older Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle films, they definitely highlight the, the teenage aspect. Like when, when they're waiting for pizza, this scene always, <laughs> always sticks with me. They're sitting there waiting for pizza. God knows the address they gave to the poor pizza pizza guy, yeah. you know. Yeah. And <laughs> dude can't pay full price for late pizza. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, Pizza dude's got 30 seconds. Yeah. Yep. That's it. He goes, "Time's up." <laughs> 10 bucks off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the dude he's like, 
He's like over here, well, and then he comes over. And yeah. <laughs> did you see what they're doing in the comic book now? In the in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comic book? No. So, my buddy was telling me this because he's he's big on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and comic books. He was telling me that it's in the future now. Okay. And they're the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are dead, but one of them. There's only there's only one that's alive. The other ones died, and. I guess in the first few comics, you you don't find out who the turtle is until, but I guess it's Michelangelo who's who's the only turtle alive. Wouldn't yeah, obviously it's Michelangelo. Yeah. Michelangelo is everybody's favorite. There's no you way think he is. I think so because the more and more I he's talk the youngest, the I silliest. Didn't, I didn't even know that he was. The he youngest. is the youngest. I I yeah. didn't even know that. No, yeah. I I just figured it was because yeah, he's he's the he's the silliest. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, and everybody always seems to like that. <clears throat> I thought maybe Leonardo because he's the leader. I always like Raphael the best. That was my favorite just because he was like rude, but yet cool, mm-hmm. but yet still rude. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's like, like, like I really like him, but he's a fucking asshole. I never, I, I, I don't know where I was for the whole Donatello is like a mad scientist transition. I mean, he was always smart. Yeah. But they like, you talk about the newer movies. Yeah. They, yeah, made, they made him, him like a nerd. Yeah. Yeah. Like more so. Like they gave they Was Megan they, Fox in that? I don't know. Megan Fox was. She was April O'Neil. Oh yeah. Megan Fox obviously everybody's really getting into her now again because she's hooking up with MGK. Well And I am I'm I'm all I'm all about MGK right now because no. he's all over the place and I love it. Yeah. Not a fan. Mm. He's also doing shit with Travis Barker, which makes me biased. Mm. Mm. He's doing mm. all his rock stuff now. Have you heard it? I don't really want to. You don't really want to? No. 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 I'm not really a fan of, of him. Is it because he reps Cleveland so much? One of the greatest rap groups of all time came out of Cleveland. That's Bone Thugs and Harmony. So I no, I don't, hate on, I don't hate on Cleveland. No. Just because I'm a Steelers fan. No, I just not, I'm not a fan of his music that's all i mean he's just not my taste to i don't know him as a person you know i just no, not my taste to, i mean nor do i yeah not my <laughs> taste just like i know who kurt cobain and nirvana is but i didn't really listen to it my taste you know yeah. that's all yeah everybody's mm-hmm. got different tastes that's yeah. for sure yeah what's some new music that you are high on i like joiner lucas okay i like i think i think joiner i like joiner um I know he's been out a while. He's new to me. I ain't really. I haven't really been. So hip yeah, to, I've never. I haven't. Yeah, even I'm heard. a big J Cole. I like J Cole. Okay. Cole, I'm a big Cole fan. I'm not really up on these new guys. See, there's a couple young bulls I like. I like the baby. I like the baby. <laughs> oh my god! I know. Oh my god! I'm so like happy that you said that. Yeah. So when I was I down like in Phoenix, we were listening to like the top forty or whatever on YouTube, and so. The baby pops up and I'm like, who's this dude? And like, he's got like three songs on this fucking YouTube top 40 channel. And I'm like, okay, so this dude's a big deal apparently. Right. Like, I don't, I don't know any of this. <laughs> the baby, s- little baby. It got so much better. It got so much better because we're sitting there listening to all of these the baby tracks and then little baby. And then come to find out. That little baby and the baby got in the studio together. Oh wow! Yeah, mm-hmm. wow. Yeah, the so, baby featured little baby. <laughs> yeah, so I got so I got hit with one of those too. And was, <laughs> I, 
It's too much going on. I was like, wow, people must be really fucking bored because these are the only two people. On. It's funny. these two and Beyonce. Yeah, that's funny. And Taylor Swift. And Bieber. And Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber. And then I, I didn't find out that Lady Gaga had come out with an album this year until, like, I, she I didn't did find come out it. with an album. Yeah, oh, in okay. in May. Oh, but I didn't know that until like June or July, and I was rocking out to that. Nice. Rain on me is very popular. I think. Heard it on the radio. See, everybody. Yeah. yeah. Heard it on the radio. Not mm. much of a fan of it, but heard it no, on the radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like some of her older stuff. Yeah, I love her. I'm. Uh, you don't like Lady Gaga at all? Oh, my, my, my. That was my shit. Poker face. It's actually funny. Yeah, they make a couple of Lady Gaga references in The Office. And we're actually going to be doing um, a series on The Office. We're going to be doing a season at, per episode of the podcast here of The Office, breaking it down. And there's an episode where Gabe... Do you ever watch The Office? No, not really. I, you know what? I'll tell you what. I've watched a couple episodes, and I I was actually a fan of it. Yeah, I just don't watch much TV, man. I'm too busy doing other stuff. That's oh yeah, no, that's a good thing yeah. to keep yourself productive. Yeah, there's definitely an episode where, <laughs> but like, I'm not gonna know like the, any reference that you make. I'm not gonna know what you're talking about. about gotcha. That. There's a couple episodes. Yeah, there's well, one Michael Scott is played by uh, Steve Carell, mm -hmm. obviously, and there's not obviously because I wouldn't have known that. So that's not an obvious statement. I figure you know who Steve Carell is, and if you've seen, I him. do, but I don't know the character from the show's name. What's his name? Michael see, Scott. I don't know who Michael Scott is. See, that's gotcha. So there's an episode where he's he says something about trying to make Dunder Mifflin look good, like the company they look at, they, they work at. Mm -hmm. He's talking about trying to make it look good, and he's going to use a lot of fancy clothes and makeup or whatever. Just like a lot of famous drag queens like Lady Gaga have done. <laughs> She's a man. No. <laughs> He's an idiot. Mm. <laughs> Part of dude that he just he's so offensive, but I found out in the first season it's actually basically a direct copy of the British version. Mm -hmm. And he's like very like offensive just just offensive and oh it, the office is based off of a british version mm -hmm. and oh. the first season of the american one is almost like a direct copy of the british mm. one and he's like like it's offensive some it, it's kind of funny but most of the time you just like feel bad for the person mm -hmm. after it got picked up and they you know were producing it more for the american audience you could tell there was a difference because he is offensive. The boss is offensive, mm -hmm. but it is, it's in like a charming, he's just, he's just an idiot kind of way. Like, he's, mm -hmm. like he's just an idiot. Like mm -hmm. he can't, he doesn't even realize what he's saying. Whereas in the first season, you're just like, wow, you're just an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask you a question. Go for it. We were talking about Michael Jordan earlier. Mm-hmm. And I said that he was the greatest basketball player ever. You said that was debatable. So what I want to ask you is, who's your who's your Mount Rushmore? If you if you could only put four on there, in basketball, yeah. So I'm obviously probably not as on basketball as others are. Mm -hmm. 
but it's got to be Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. Kobe. I think LeBron will probably be there when it's all said and done. But after that, it's tough. So you those, know, when those you wait, three, though? when you give yourself, yeah, when you give all yourself, all three are modern era players. I know that's the other yeah. thing. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we discussed it off air earlier. I mean, if I had to, there's pick- Bill. Bill Russell had how many champions? Eight. One eight. Something like that. Nine. I don't know. Eight nine. It's a lot. It's a, a lot, lot of winning. Yeah. But there's other guys that won a lot too. Wilt. Yeah. Kareem. Kareem, he had Kareem. the most points for now, and it really, yeah, it really comes down to what one's opinion of being the best is. You know, because I'm not saying that's why I didn't say pick the best. I just said, oh yeah, Mount yeah. Rushmore top four. I would go Michael Jordan hands down. That's mm-hmm. easy. Uh, I'd say Kobe Bryant hands down. I'll tell you why I'll, when I'm done. Didn't he have? Didn't he win five? Didn't they win five? He won five. I can't put LeBron on there yet. I can't do it yet. Well, that's why I said when it's all said and done. Yeah, I mean, I just, I can't. I don't know. I just can't do it yet. I'd put Bill Russell on there if I had to absolutely pick four. Like, if I can't leave this, if I can't leave this interview without picking, mm-hmm. Bill Russell's on there. And thinking about players that transcended the game. I mean, Jordan, Kobe, um, Bill Russell. It'd have to be Kareem or Magic Johnson yeah. or Dr. J. Yeah. Or let me Dr. Think of, J is let, a good one. Yeah, let me think of one more. Um, Who did I say earlier? Stephen Marbury. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Did he sell a lot of shoes? He did. He sell a lot of shoes? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, so I don't know, man. It's tough. That that's also a different era. Yeah. Yeah, we could definitely be biased because we're here now. I love basketball back in the eighties, early nineties, when they could you know, you could go across the key and catch an elbow to the fucking rib, man, and the breath ain't calling it. I feel like now people are falling. Yeah, I feel like the eighties and nineties were definitely the golden age for a lot of sports. Yeah. Hockey was the same way. You could do yeah. so much more shit. Yeah. So much more violent. But also safe enough where people, you know, were required to wear helmets. <laughs> if you had to pick, if you only had three seconds left on the clock and you had to pick a player that could take the last shot and his last name wasn't Jordan, who would it be? Probably Kobe, right? Yeah. I'd say Kobe. But didn't he blow out his fucking ankle? Was that at the end of a game or no? Or was that going into halftime when I he think broke it was his... his knee, wasn't it? Wasn't it his knee? And oh, it was his ankle. Yeah, remember he broke his foot like coming down yeah. off a shot or whatever? Yeah, but then ankle. he came back in and shot his free throw and yeah. made it. Yeah. And then hobbled off the court. That was going into halftime though, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was nasty. That's, that's what I thought, yeah. Yeah, it was no good. I think Kobe has more game-winning shots than Jordan does. That's a whole interesting conversation in and of itself. I think he does. Memorable sports performances under injury. Ooh, that's a deep one. Yeah. There was somebody I read the other day that, uh, who played in the Super Bowl on a broken leg? Sheesh. What? I never heard that. And then who was the, uh, 
Someone played in the Super Bowl with a broken leg? Yeah. yeah. Roddy Lott cut his fucking finger off. Who, uh... Roddy Lott, did you hear me fucking... They cut his finger off. He lost his finger. Jesus. In a game. And... Did you hear what I said? Yeah. He was playing a game, football, and he lost his fucking finger and he kept playing. Like, how fucking crazy do you gotta be? Yeah, fuck that. No, wouldn't your body go into shock if you lose a finger? I mean, think about what would you do if you lost a finger? I don't know. Yeah. <clears throat> you go into shock a little bit. Well, apparently his shock response was to just get back out on the field and walk it off, you know? Just walk it off. <laughs> I'm trying to think of who was the WWF wrestler, WWE wrestler that went to the Olympics? Oh, Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle won his gold medal with a broken neck. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. <laughs> you want to talk about shit? Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know that. My my boy told my buddy told me that shit like three weeks ago. I never knew that. See, I did not know that. Yeah, that's savage, bro. That's yeah. inhuman. Because it's wrestling. Like it's not like yeah, it's a very contact sport to be going in with a broken neck. Like it's some some shit. That's some real shit. There was the Jesus. I'm awful with names tonight. Kurt Schilling. Remember his 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 stupid bloody ankle? No, I don't remember that. He had like a bloody ankle during the World Series. Oh, really? No, I don't remember that. Yeah. I'm not really much of a baseball guy. Ah. Now, do you come across baseball cards? Are baseball cards popular? They are. Yeah. They are. The I guys, the 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 big guys out now. You know, Trout, Tatis, Fernando Tatis. Gotcha. Uh, Rob uh, Acun, Acuna. There's a lot of guys out that are big. I'm not much of a baseball guy, though, like I said, man. But, yeah, baseball cards are big still. But I don't know, man. I just think I think basketball's it right now, man. You know, to think that there's $500, $600, $700 blaster boxes of basketball cards is just ridiculous. Like a, a 10-year-old, 11-year-old kid can't afford to collect that. No. You know, they, they, they retail for 20 bucks at Walmart, and a kid can't get it because they got grown-ass men, adults, waiting in line to buy all of it. You know, yeah, yeah, that's sad when you get. <laughs> I mean, adults. I've done it. I've done it. I well, yeah, no, yeah, for resale. Know. You know, I get I've it. Done it. Yeah, but. no, I get it. I get it. But the, you gotta just look at the kids and be like, "Oh, well, sucks to suck." Um, Jack Youngblood played in Super Bowl fourteen with a broken leg and played in the Pro Bowl the following week, I believe. Really, the mm -hmm. broken leg. Yeah. Oh, Rivers. I think this might be the one that I was thinking of more recently. Rivers tore his ACL in the AFC divisional playoff win over the Colts in 2008. Really? Wow. How the fuck do you even stand on that? And what's crazy, he played the next week against the Patriots. And then had surgery after that game. That's nuts. So he got hurt, tore his ACL, and then played the next week. <laughs> Philip Rivers did. Yeah. That's nuts. And it's interesting that we were talking about Philip Rivers because we actually mentioned him just a few episodes ago. Really? On our podcast. Yeah. We're talking about how he's always flipping out on the on the field. Yeah. But it goes back to we were, we were talking about 
people's competitive nature. And they featured that on the Bulls documentary, how Jordan was kind of like an asshole to be a teammate with. But sometimes that's just how people... I mean, I think he kind of had to be to win six championships in eight years. So, yeah, some people are just like that. I mean, and who's to think what could have happened if, if he didn't retire or, or let's just say his dad get murdered? They could have went maybe eight. Yeah. T.O. broke his leg at the end of the 2004 season. I remember and, that. So he missed the last two games, but he was back in the for the Super Bowl. Yeah, you mentioned Ronnie Lott. Ronnie Lott, yep. He lost a fucking finger, man. Donovan McNabb broke his ankle uh, during a week 11. Let's, uh, I remember that. Did he play the finish the game? Yeah. Yep. Let me ask you this question. Who's the greatest safety of all time? Think about it, though. I don't know. Charles Woodson gets a lot of love, right? He's he probably corner, one of the first. He was a true oh. corner. Didn't he play safety in his last couple years? Well, though? that's all all corners do because they slow down. Yeah, you know. So, but like a true safety. Okay, so true Ed Reed, safety. Troy Polamalu. That's what I was gonna say. All right, yeah. So I mean, Ed Reed and obviously Ronnie comes Lott. To I mean, Ronnie Lott was a was a, was a a corner too. He was a true corner, and they moved him, and he stayed there. So yeah, there's probably a lot of classic guys that. I'm probably just not even thinking of, but more recently, definitely the couple guys you mentioned. Ed Reed. Trying to think of who else jumps out to me right away besides those two. Steve Atwater. He's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Locally, Fame. we obviously, everybody loves Bob Sanders, but. Yeah. But he's not. Did, did, yeah, did he win Defensive Player of the Year one year? Yeah, 07. Yeah, he did, didn't he? He did. Hell of a year, too, man. That motherfucker just <laughs> would uh, he would try to fucking uh, take the light. He like had no malice for human life. Like, mm -hmm. He would just try to take the life out of a person. I remember he hit Jerome Bettis, bro. I thought he killed himself when he hit him. Mm -hmm. Jerome Bettis, Jerome Bettis is a two hundred and fifty pound fucking running back running full speed at you downhill. That and he took him head up and met him. Boom! I was like. Oh, and he stopped them. Jerome that was like playoff game when Jerome Bennis fumbled on the fucking goal line. Wow! And Ben, I, me too, dude, me too. For different reasons. I remember it. It slowed for, down. I was in the Matrix, bro. For, Everything slowed down. Oh, for different reasons. You were probably like, "How is this happening?" And I was like, when I saw Ben come back and make this shoestring tackle, I was like. How is this happening? Like, fuck you guys. And then they missed the field goal. Oh, my God. They went down the field. Didn't they miss the field goal? I think so. But the, they shouldn't have even had to be in the situation that they were in because he was gone. Who was gone? Was it Ronnie Harper? Or oh, who was it? No, listen, Jerome Bettis was in the damn end zone. He should have just fell back. He just he turned backwards and dude knocked the ball. Well, I said Ronnie Harper. Who was? Who I was, don't know who it was. It, Bob Sanders. No, it was Nick Harper. What was his I name? I don't know. I the don't dude... Know. And they everybody blamed this for the reason being why Ben caught up to him is because the dude got stabbed by his girlfriend like the night before Jeez. or whatever, like in his leg. So he had like just gotten stabbed and then he's the one that recovers the <laughs> bubble and lets slow ass Ben Athrod. But, 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 
<laughs> that play, I I mean, I remember it. I remember the look on Jerome his last Bettis's. season. Yeah, 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 yeah. He could have ended his career that way. How that, shitty would that have been? I know. That's that's why I wanted. He owes it. Ben. That's why I wanted it so bad. Like yeah, as as you're... a fan, I just wanted to see it. Like I just wanted to see all the Steelers fan bitch and complain. Yeah, Nick Harper. Yes, yes, my memory is not failing me. It's a good thing. I'm getting sleepy, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. See, there you go. Yeah, but um, not bad for the first time. I enjoy it, and I enjoyed having you. So, as always, you can catch us on Twitter at CTS Terry or by searching for the Catch the Sky podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or anywhere where you listen to your podcasts. And please subscribe, give us a like, and share. Thank you for tuning in, and as always, keep trying to catch the sky. <laughs>